Welcome to Belfast City Vineyard, where we are pursuing formation in the presence of Jesus, community gathered around him, and the impact he empowers us to bring in our families, city, and the world. The following message was given at one of our Sunday services. For more information, visit our website at BelfastCityVineyard.com. Good morning online in the room. Wonderful, wonderful to have you with us today. On Friday at Friday Church, I welcomed everybody to April and got my dates completely wrong. But it is April now. And it's kind of crazy to think on this first Sunday in April that we've actually been here in our new home for a month already. Right? Some ways it feels like a lifetime. Wait till the end of the talk. It'll feel like a lifetime. Uh, Some ways it feels like it's hard to imagine that it's been that long already. If you've been with us for longer than the last month or two, you'll know that our normal rhythm is actually to to take whole books of the Bible and to preach through them week in, week out. We are, if you can remember this long back, hanging somewhere in the middle of Mark's gospel, right? Well, we're going to be returning to that rhythm in a couple of weeks here after Easter. But over the last few weeks, we've been on a slightly different track. We've been taking this, this hugely significant moment in the life of our church and we've been using it as an excuse to to pause and to reflect maybe more thematically on our story on who we are as a church and what sits at the core of who we are and what we feel the lord is asking of us in the season ahead and it's actually a really healthy rhythm or a healthy discipline to do to every now and again to just pause and to ask what's this all about what are we actually trying to do? If I had to boil it all down, what's at the core? And whether that's church or a workplace, an area of ministry or a friendship or a relationship, a marriage, the home we're trying to build, what sits at the core of anything determines what we do and what we say and what we're becoming. Or as Jesus put it, from the, from the overflow of the heart, from what's deep inside, the mouth speaks and the body acts. And here at BCV, if you cut us open, please don't do that on our nice new carpet. But if you did, what I think that you would find, what I hope that you would find right at the core of everything is a deep, deep love for Jesus and a deep desire and a resolve to do all we can to follow his way. A hunger to, to at least try to live our lives moment by moment in the way he lived and in the things that he taught. And that encompasses a lot. I know that's wide and deep and it would take a few lifetimes to, to mine the depths of that. But we've tried to think about it in three ways. Three things that we would be intentional about pursuing. Firstly, formation that we would be intentional about choosing the things we allow to shape and form who we're becoming. And then secondly, community, that we would intentionally invest in honest, rich, healthy relationships that nurture and sustain us, that point us towards Jesus and that receive others in just as they are. And Andy's done a great job of helping us think about those two over the last couple of weeks. So if you missed them, they're on podcasts or on YouTube, grab them, listen to them. Definitely worth checking out. But the last piece of the the puzzle, as it were, 
is impact. That we would be intentional about the ways in which our lives as individuals and as a community make a mark on the world around us. Be that our neighbors or our colleagues, this city, this island, or indeed the world. And that might sound a little grand, maybe verging on arrogant. Maybe you're thinking, I'm just trying to get by. Like, I'm just trying to make it to Easter holidays, right? I'm much more interested in, like, impacting the sofa than the world around me. But I think we've got some things. And I think we've got some opportunities as a community, if you'll just stick with me. This fine chap on your screens is Dr. Edmund Lucard. Lovely photo, isn't it? It looks like a good lad. He was a renowned French criminologist in the 1920s. In 1920, he unleashed a theory so profound that he became known as the father of modern forensic science. Sidebar, I used to want to be a forensic scientist. There you go, a little nugget of truth for me. He even earned himself the nickname the French Sherlock Holmes. Lockhart's principle theorizes that in any crime, the criminal both leaves behind something of himself or herself at the scene and carries something of the scene with them. Or simply put, every contact leaves a trace. It might seem really logical, seem like a no-brainer to us right now. We've all watched CSI, we know how it works. But in the moment, it was revolutionary. It transformed police work forever. Every contact leaves a trace. Lucard was right, not just about crime, but about life. Every moment, every encounter, everything we watch, listen, read, uh, all of it leaves a trace. All of it is forming and shaping us. See Andy's talk from two weeks ago for that. But also, what we often fail to realize is that everything we do leaves a trace. Every conversation, every action, every eye contact has an impact. It has an impact on the world around us. Every contact leaves a trace. Here's a sobering thought. How much impact are you having every single day that you're unaware of and that you aren't choosing? What marks are you leaving on the world around you? Because you're leaving a mark. Every contact, every encounter has an impact. Sat with a lady just this week who's not from our church. She'd been reading through the Bible and she'd hit this passage in Isaiah 50 that talks about justice and feeding the hungry and serving the vulnerable. And she thought, I have nowhere in my life that I'm doing that. And beyond that, I don't know anywhere that I could even start doing that. And it really bothered her and she felt troubled with it and she wrestled with it all day. And that evening, a thought popped into her head. She used to nurse years ago for a brief period with somebody who attends this church. We told her one day, just in the course of a conversation about this charity called Storehouse. Years later, in this day where she's troubled, it popped to mind. She jumped online, Googled it, found that we had a volunteer info night in an hour's time. Signed up, jumped on Zoom, agreed to start volunteering. A few months later, she's now co-leading our ladies' baking group every Tuesday morning. In the months that she's been around, she told me she's been deeply impacted by that act of serving 
And I've seen the impact that she's had on countless others. And all because one of you probably had what felt like a completely insignificant conversation a few years ago. Probably don't even remember it. But every contact leaves a trace. Every encounter has an impact. All of us are having an impact every single day. The question is, what kind? Are you choosing it? Some of you right now, there's a voice inside your head that you're saying, I'm way too insignificant to make any sort of meaningful impact in anyone's life. Some of you are feeling I'm way too broken to make any kind of positive impact on someone's life. And the truth is you're no less significant, you're no more broken, you're no more unimportant than anybody else who's sitting in this room. I wanna pray for you right now because we need your impact. We need what you bring in this community, in this city. It really matters in the kingdom of God. His skills for importance are very different from ours. So let me pray, if that's you right now, I'm not gonna ask you to stand. That would be super awkward. I feel insignificant, okay, stand. We're not gonna do that. But you know it's you. You know in your heart. Just receive, just say, yes, I'm open. Holy Spirit, where we hear those voices of insignificance and brokenness, where we discount ourselves every time. Would you come right now and in the depths of who we are, would you speak worth? Would you speak kingdom significance? Um, Holy Spirit. That's you, we'd love to pray for you afterwards. But why should I care about impact in the world? I've got plenty going on in my own life and isn't church really about me and God anyway and what's it got to do with other people and what's the, done, the world done lately for me other than made it really difficult to live in? Well, firstly, as I've said, we're making an impact all the time. Whether we want to or not, we're always making an impact. Whether we think about it or not, it's always happening. But much more importantly, we're made in the image of and are called to follow in the way of a God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who cares deeply about impacting the world. God Almighty is not and never has been distant or disinterested in the world. He's deeply passionate about impact. We see it from the very first paragraph, from the very first page in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God said, let there be light. And there was. It's right there present, hovering or brooding across the chaos and the nothingness. And he spoke all that is into being. Impact, profound and deep, the original impact. And then he, in a just a crazy act of divine self-limiting, he passed on power, passed on authority, he passed on responsibility of impact to humanity. He didn't hold it for himself. He says, let's do it together. Let's do it together. Let's bring the chaos into order together in partnership. You impact with my power, giving it to you. 
And despite our failures and our catastrophic inability to hold up our side of the bargain, God remained committed to impacting the world he designed and made and we messed up through us. And he calls one family through Abraham in Genesis 12 and he says, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Impact through us. That's his plan. And all through the Old Testament, we see God calling and challenging his people not to be distant from the world, not to sit outside of it, but to be distinct so that they might serve and bless, so that they might have impact, so that they might lead others into life with him and they're pretty rubbish at it. And we can read the stories. And then Jesus came and takes on human form, not just talking of divine impact, but demonstrating. Mark 1, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The kingdom has come. Instead, the kingdom of God has come near. It's at hand. It's, it's right here, right now. Repent and believe. The kingdom, the rule and reign, the order of heaven is here now, impacting your very lives. See it, touch it, hear it, feel it, believe. And it wasn't just for him. It wasn't just because he was God. He said, now you go. 12, 72, all of us who want to walk in his way. He sent us to live in such a way as to impact the world around us. We are made, each one of us, with purpose to be a blessing. We're meant to bring order to chaos, peace to turmoil, comfort to grief, hope to despair, joy to sorrow. It's what it means to walk in the way of Jesus. Impact is kind of non-negotiable. It's never meant to be about you and Jesus in a nice little cozy time. Impact is what we're made for. We're made in the image of an impacting God. We're entrusted with power and responsibility to impact the world around us. We're called by Jesus himself to do it. And whether we like it or not, our lives have impact every single day. The only question is, will we be intentional about the impact we have? And as a whole church, we're deeply excited about the opportunities this new season affords to us. Opportunities to impact this community and this city and beyond. And if you missed the other Wednesday night and our, our celebration service, I would challenge you to take a moment to listen to it online. Andy Masters from Lagan Valley Vineyard came and shared with us and called us and he did a great job of reminding us of some of the impact that we as a church family have had in our 26 years of existence. And what we're longing and praying and hoping for is plenty more of the same. Kids and youth from every conceivable background encountering safe environments to simply be kids. To have fun and laughter free from the things that culture places on their shoulders way too young. We want to see them encounter the love and the embrace of a God who delighted in creating them and has purpose and life for them now and into the future. 
We want to see people of all ages and all stories trained and equipped to bring the order of heaven into every area of life. We want to see marriages inside and outside our church rescued and strengthened. We want to see families, biological and chosen, strengthened and restored in ways that society says is lost forever. We want to see people crippled by debt, equipped to steward their finances in life-giving ways. We want to see church planters sent to towns and villages all across this island. We want to see site pastors sent to streets and communities all across the city. We want to see this building, not just held tightly as our safe, cozy place, but flung wide open to be a blessing to these streets. We want to continue to give from our church funds and finances to fund projects here and across the world that serve the marginalized and the vulnerable, that rescue children and feed the hungry and teach those denied education, provide medical care to those without it, embrace the isolated, rage against injustice, and speak the truth of Jesus with a gentleness and a humility that all can receive it. Some of you will go. You'll do that in countries that you haven't even thought of yet and towns and villages that you're trying to avoid right now. Some of you will go and we want to be part of that. We want to be in in that action. We want to be a blessing to you and send you with our blessing. And we want to be part of that impact. And all of that and an endless list more is the kind of impact we as a community are longing to see. But with the time that I have left, I want to challenge us in three areas that we can all individually think about our impact. Three areas that we spend in every day without much thought or intentionality, but that has a huge impact. The first is our money. Whether we have a little or a lot, all of us have money passed through our hands or our pockets, or at least our devices every day. It's a huge topic and I'm not going on a deep dive, so breathe. See the tension in the room right, rise out there? Because money has an impact. Money impacts, it impacts us deeply. Depending on how we use it, it also impacts the world around us. I just wanted to raise some questions for you to mull over. How and where are you spending your money? Who does that benefit? Who does it harm? How and where are you saving your money? Who does that impact? How and where are we being generous with our money? Do we know, do we even care what impact that's having? Many of us give faithfully and generously to this community. Many of you and lots who came before you have given to make this space a reality. And we should be deeply thankful to one another and to God for that. But I wonder, do you ever think about the impact that you're giving as BCB? Like you can see bricks and mortar and chairs and carpets, really nice. And we can taste great coffee and it's really nice. And we can see or hear or at least know that something good is happening in our kids and our youth rooms right now. We can be aware of that impact. But beyond buildings, salaries and Sunday mornings, what you give has a deep, deep impact in lives. In the last week and a bit alone, if you give in this place, you help the young man on the streets who'd had every possession that he owned stolen, bar the clothes he was in, receive brand new clothes, a little bit of dignity in the streets of our city. That's impact. 
You helped a housebound lady who's been following Jesus for over 80 years. You lost her husband and her church connection during lockdown, have a home visit and receive communion, prayer, and spiritual conversation for the first time in a very, very long time. That's impact. You helped facilitate three teenage girls from this area engage with our youth through art and fun for the very first time the impact was profound. By our awesome uh, youth pastor, Lynn Acoffey, and ask her about it sometime. You helped provide our first ever international student lunch where 25 gathered last Sunday afternoon in North Street from at least eight different nations. Some were desperately hungry for food. Almost all of them were starving for connection. There were folks from Muslim background and Sikh and Hindu and communist and Christian all in a room. There was laughter and joy and deep conversations and a little bit of competitive Jenga. And the beginnings of the kingdom come with impact. You helped seven marriages begin to work through flourishing and growing deeper and richer and fuller. That's impact. You helped cover the cost of safe, warm accommodation for the night for a young man under physical threat, kicked out of his hostel after false accusations. Untold impact. That's just the last 10 days or so, and that's barely even beginning to touch the surface of the impact that you're investing in when you give in this place. And that's not to say that only budgeted stuff counts, far from it. But when we give, when we invest in this space, we have impact way beyond what we realize. And for lots of reasons, we won't ever be able to tell all the stories from here. It's not possible, it's not right. But if you ever wanna know, come and ask us. Or even better yet, go and get into those environments where those stories are happening and see the impact firsthand. Would you think about investing in the impact this community is having with your finances? Got two new opportunities for you to think about how you impact with your money. One small, one big, but deeply important. Now that we have a, a permanent home, we're relaunching our contributions to Storehouse, which is our uh, compassion charity that we set up. So we're gonna have a trolley in the foyer and every month we'll have one item, one item, one item. Don't go crazy, one item every month that we're gonna buy as a church. And then that'll come together with other churches and have a huge impact in our city. You can buy once a month, you can buy a hundred a month, you can do whatever you like. But for April, it's gonna be tinned tomatoes. Tin tomatoes, not what you find in Tesco's and think might be nice. Tin tomatoes, that's what we need. You with me? Wonderful. Here's the big one. Our city has a massive, massive shortage of quality affordable housing. We sit with addicts every week, want to get free, but won't go to rehab because when they come out, the only option that's waiting for them is a hostel that's ripe with drugs and it's not worth it. We sit with folks every week who are sleeping rough to avoid picking up a habit in a hostel. They'd rather be cold on the streets than there. We hear stories of families separated and moms who can't have access to their kids because they have no fixed or adequate accommodation, no place to call home. And none of it is okay. None of it's okay. It's exactly the kind of chaos 
that we're supposed to partner with God in bringing order to. And for over a decade, we have been dreaming and praying and pushing doors and giving up on frustration and getting up and going again, trying to do something with housing in our city. And just over a year ago, as we signed purchase on this place, an opportunity came to light that we felt was Jesus. And so for the last year, quietly in the background, the storehouse team have been working on finalizing a partnership with a wonderful organization called Open Action. They're a national charity and their whole mandate is to help churches house the homeless. And we as storehouse have taken on the franchise for Belfast. It means that we can partner with churches all across the city to provide quality transitional housing, structured staff support and church-based befriending to those who are ready for a shift towards independent living. It's honestly a very long held dream come true. We're really excited. And the model is really simple. And rather than completely butcher it right now, if it stirs up something in you, if you're like, I want to hear about that, I want to be part of that, then I want to invite you to come to an info night in North Street on April the 30th, Sunday night. We need people with savings. You'd be willing to take a little less return than you're getting in a bank for the sake of the kingdom. We need people who are willing to commit to befriending whoever Jesus trusts us with these houses. We need folks who will cover all of it in prayer. Come and hear what it's about, but know this, Jesus is in it. This is the first time that we've had the chance to speak about it publicly, but we've already had four interested investors sent to us through Open to Action, where Seal agreed on our first house less than a mile from this building. Impact, on part, come along. How we use our money impacts deeply. We're all impacting every day, but are we being intentional, choosing how and where? Secondly, and probably more importantly than our money, how we spend our time has impact. Unlike money, it's a fixed resource. We all have the same. We can't stretch it. We can't reduce it. 24 hours, no more, no less in every day. We all have the same. And how we use it matters. So often we are far from intentional with our time. I'd imagine most of us weekly, if not daily, say something like, I'd love to, but I just don't have the time, right? When was the last time you said that? Like this morning. <laughs> love to have breakfast. <laughs> I just don't have the time. The truth is we do. We just haven't or don't want to make whatever the it is a priority. We'll easily watch three box set episodes back to back or accumulate a couple of hours of screen time on our phones a day. Anybody else mad with Apple for starting to tell you how much you do with that? All that has impact. How we spend our time impacts the world around us. We're just often not choosing it or being aware of the impact that we're having. And I'm not trying to guilt anyone into anything and there's nothing wrong with a good box set. If you've got some recommendations, I gladly have them. I'm simply saying if we feel to think about how we spend our time and we aren't intentional in how we invest it, 
We cannot be surprised or annoyed when we don't see the kind of fruit in our lives that we'd like to. Just like making a financial budget gives us control over our spending and a framework to make better choices, what if you made a time budget? What if you were intentional about what you said yes to and what you said no to? What if we thought about it in terms of impact and how we might best invest our time to see the kingdom come? There's so many areas here in BCV that you could invest in to see huge impact. And I'm not going to list them all, but think and pray and see what God might lead you into. Even that's a great place to start. Spending time in prayer is never wasted time. It's never lost time. Minute for minute, it's probably the most impact you can have with your time. Everything good starts in prayer. You don't know how to do that. If you don't know how to pray, if you're not sure where to start with that, come to church for 9.30. I know it's really early. That's an intentional choice. You can make it. Come for 9.30. Spend 45 minutes just listening to our intercession team pray for our church. Pray for you every Sunday. Come spend for one month, I dare you. 45 minutes times four. Somebody do the math. It's not that much. Three hours. Invest that time, and I guarantee you the impact on your prayer life will be worth the time spent. It's money back guarantee. Time back guarantee? I'm not sure. Guarantee. Invest your time in prayer, and God will speak into what he's asking of you, and he will make a way where it seems impossible. The last thing, we're, we're kind of running out of time. The last thing I wanted to flag is our attention. It's subtle, but I think it might be the most impactful thing we have. I've had people give me their time, but it was really clear that I didn't have their attention. They weren't, I'm not talking about you right now, I don't. They weren't present. They were right there in front of me, but they weren't present. And the impact was at best insignificant, but honestly, you guys know this, you felt it, right? The impact's actually negative. Go away feeling unseen, undervalued, because we don't have their attention. One of the things I love about Jesus is that he was so present all throughout the Gospels. He stops with people. He's interruptible for people. He doesn't just give solutions, the miracles and the healings. He gives himself. He gives those that feel utterly unseen his full attention. And I honestly believe that might have been more significant in most cases than the miracle itself. God Almighty chooses to give his attention. We live in a moment where our attention is rarely focused on one thing. We're pulled in multiple directions all the time with ever-increasing technological sophistication. What impact might we have if we put our phones away? We switch their watches off. You know, a subtle thing where somebody makes a big deal of putting their phone away, but they're checking their messages on their watch. What if we stopped? What if we stilled our minds, give our full attention to those that we're present with? What impact might we actually begin to see mundane day-to-day moments? I first stumbled into the, the vineyard, 
This idea of spending our lives, money, time, attention on seeing impact in our city, seeing Jesus have his way was so compelling to me. It had me almost instantly hooked. But what ruined me in the best possible way was what holds it all together, what drives and makes sense of it all. Is that to live in the way of Jesus, to first and foremost give him our attention. All the impact, all the spending flows from giving him our full attention. As we pour out our worship, we receive. As we wait in the stillness, we're filled to give away. As we allow the Holy Spirit to speak, to lead and guide and empower us, we're showing where and how we can impact the world rightly. Jesus modeled this out so clearly. He says it so clearly in John 5, where he says, I only do what I see the Father doing. Jesus gives the Father his full attention. He gives him his responsive and wholehearted obedience. And in return, his impact shifted the very fabric of history. When we talk and talk, talk about formation here at BCB, about rhythms of personal intimacy with Jesus, when we linger longer in worship than you would like, when we wait awkwardly in silence for the Holy Spirit, when we spend hours in intercession, it's not because we don't think impacting the city or reaching the world is important. It's not simply because we love it when the Holy Spirit shows up and weird stuff happens and we all think that was a nice night. That's not why we talk about those things. That's not why we're passionate about those things. It's because impact, true impact, exponential impact only comes in partnership with God in responsive obedience to what he invites us to spend our lives on. And unless we are intentional about giving him our full attention, we'll miss those invitations all day long. If we want to impact this world, starts with him having a full, undivided attention. Everything flows from there. I could give us a list of ways that we really ought to impact the city this week, and you could go and give it a try. And it might be great. But if we'll let the Holy Spirit lead us each step of the way, it may get messy. It may just cost you everything you have. But I promise you, the impact we get to be a part of over a lifetime and cascading forward into generations to come will be significantly more than we could dream or imagine. He's worthy of our attention. He's asking for our responsive obedience. And he's offering kingdom impact. Who's in? Thanks for listening to this message. For all the latest information about what's happening in the life of our church, or if you have any questions or comments, head over to BelfastCityVineyard.com.